Hey there, you geek, thanks for listening. Welcome to episode number two of the Church of the Geek podcast. My name is David Hansen, and I'm a congregational pastor in rural Texas, and my co-host for Church of the Geek is Brian Bennett, a campus ministries pastor in Pennsylvania. We were overwhelmed by the response to our first episode, which was downloaded over 200 times. Thank you, geeks. Here in episode two, Brian and I tell our origin stories, how we became geeks, and what causes us to get our geek on. Episode number two. Episode two, The Phantom Menace. No, wait, that was episode. Oh, wait, no, wait, sorry. No, no, no not good. All no, right, sorry. No, no. <laughs> good Lord, no. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this. There's a, there's, a, there's a band called Board of Education, and it's B-O-R-E-D uh-huh. of Education, and they, um, they do a, uh, a song called Why Does Dad Get So Mad About Star Wars? Um, and it's and it's, it's sung from the perspective of a kid who doesn't um, who likes the prequels and he doesn't understand like why yeah. mom and dad just can't handle it, uh, you know. Yeah. So it's really funny, and uh, you should look it up. And I don't understand it. it either. I, I really think that both of the pe- prequels were pretty good. Both of the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I can't explain to my ten and seven year old why Jar Jar Binks is really not a good character. You know. So. No. No. Yeah. I, I went. Yeah. I really don't want to talk about I, that. I think. I think. I think the rule is: is you you raise them as if the first movie does not exist, and if yeah. they want to discover it once they're out of your house, then you know they can. <laughs> yeah. Well, my 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 oh. son my son is unfortunately too smart, so he knows. Yeah. All, he's he's watched like all of them multiple times. Uh huh. So, in fact, yeah, he yeah. got a hold of my special edition DVD set, and he's he has even poured through all of the little sort of like the making of makings of all of them. So he's he's on top of all of that, which you know raise 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 him. Uh, in the path when they're young and when they're old, they shall not depart. So, yes, yes. All right, I, I have my own little geek there. So, but anyway, so after an extended uh, little uh, preamble there, welcome to episode two of uh, Church of the Geek. David, how are you? I am excellent. And and you have you recovered from churchwide assembly? I, I did. Uh, I have. Uh, it was, although not a whole lot of uh, recovery needed to be done, it was, it was exhilarating and, and really vastly interesting. Um, Excellent. It was uh, Always Being Made New was the, was the uh, title, and uh, we had a lot of new stuff come down the pike. So 
being around when the when the new uh, bishop was elected was it was just it's just fascinating. So very cool, very yeah. cool. Um, I don't have my materials in front of me because I am woefully unprepared, as you you discovered when you sent me a text and said, "Hey, where are you?" Um, <laughs> right. So I will let you sort of guide our conversation today. All right. Good. I, so we we talked last time sort of about the 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 what is a geek and why it is important and what it might have to say uh, to the church in the midst of our uh, in our midst of our life. But we also uh, we we kind of scheduled this one. Let's just talk about like why we are geeks and how we understand ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah. So David, why, can you can you Absolutely. talk about your own self understanding of being a geek? Sure, uh, and. You know, I think, you know, lots of times as we think about these things, you know, we were sort of awkward as, as, as you know, high schoolers and, and sort of came into our own. And I think kind of the opposite has happened with me. I have become geekier and geekier the older that I have gotten. Uh, I have allowed myself to indulge myself more and more into to my passions. Um, I've always been someone who, who enjoyed the, you know, geekier things in lives life you know a star wars fan and and um star trek and and kind of across the board and into technology um but it's probably been technology that is the way that i came into it uh i've always kind of worked with computers and and with technology in that way uh ever since high school uh and so once you kind of start hanging around the it room you kind of remain around the it room uh and so that's kind of who been who i am and and as I, as I have gotten older, I, I've discovered more things that I love and more things uh, that, that sort of match. Uh, and in particular, as I've looked at them through the lens of being a pastor, of being passionate about the gospel, I've said, wow, that really fits with the stories that we're telling. And I really see a lot of overlap there with what they're doing and, and what we're doing in this place. Um, so that's kind of where I am and, and, and how I identify. All right. Yeah, so you yours has been sort of a um, ongoing a trip revolution. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you, you just find yourself deeper and deeper in the midst of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, one of the, the great things has really been, and we we touched on this last time, has been uh, social networks and, and technology and discovery that hey, there are other people that I can talk about this really geeky stuff that I love, um, and. And for whatever reason, there's lots of us who wear these silly collars that that do that. Uh, you know, I think you know probably my my first geek moment uh, didn't have to do with pop culture geek, but about being a church geek. Yeah. You know, I I first went to Higgins Road to the churchwide headquarters uh, for my first meeting there when I was 14 years old, uh, and read my first systematic theology when I was a junior in high school, and and my youth director gave me a copy of. Ted Peters, God, the world's future. Like, that's not a normal thing to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. And and in fact, I think there are plenty of uh, our colleagues who would uh, recommend against giving the 14-year-old a systematic uh, theology treatise. But uh, good for right? your youth director, man. Good for him. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, my, yours might have been um, sort of the down-the-rabbit-hole uh, type of... Um, self-understanding mine has been a um oh my here i am 
um, and I don't know any other way. Um, my so I remember sure. I I grew up. Um, it, interestingly, I I mean just my own personal story. I grew up as uh, the son of a steel worker in the Pittsburgh area, and uh, so. But I remember from a very early age knowing that I was going to go to college, um, which is really interesting because none of my family had ever gone to college. And so I ended up being the uh -huh. first um, person in my family to go to college. And, uh, but I remember from a very early age that I knew I wanted to be a scientist. And it really resonated with me, and it was really um, connected there and... I remember, I think I was probably in about second grade, and I had a big box of books, and I always had books everywhere in my, yeah. in my growing up. Uh, I read constantly. But one of the books was um, something along the lines of, like, How Men Got to the Moon. And uh, this was in the 70s, so you know, it wasn't like how people got to the moon. But anyway, uh, and they explained uh, right. Newton's, they were explaining Newton's laws of motion, and in particular the third law, which was you know, every action... Uh, has an equal and opposite reaction. And I remember sort of processing that, and boom, it totally, totally, uh, I, I don't know, I have these moments of sort of epiphanies when I got it, you know? And so always, like, immediately, yeah, I know yeah. I'm set, I'm going into sort of that math and science realm. Well, I, I'm not sure that, that, um, it go it works any other way necessarily, but then came the life of you know um, science fiction. I remember laying on the uh, on the couch in the in the evenings after dinner, and uh, when I was you know elementary age, and uh, uh, the back in that day it was the UHF channels because you know it was before cable and all that. The UHF channels, channel uh, fifty three or twenty two here would have um, Star Trek on every night. And my mom, oh, wow. my my mom was now confesses she's like she wasn't really sure that I should have been watching it, but I seem to be doing all right with it. But you know, and that's where I got you know I got to see um, you know the the in the after school uh, cartoons that would run you know Voltron, Defender of the Universe, and uh -huh. um, uh, Robotech in the mornings, and uh, then. Uh, um, you know, yeah, Star Trek in the evenings and totally just sucking all of that in the way it was just, it was part of who I was. And then, you know, then I sat at the table in seventh grade that uh, had the, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons game going on. So right away, <laughs> you know that I was not at the cool table. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was just absolutely one of the, things it just it would it's always been that way and uh um liking the stuff that had me thinking in in different worlds and different realities and different yeah. possibilities so it was always um something which i think you know um lends itself because when i get into something i you know and we talked about last time about sort of immersing yourselves in the narrative and i think it's the same thing that's that's part of who i feel i am because it's not it, it really doesn't matter what i do when I get into it, it's immersive for me. You know, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I am. That's where it's sort of. If you're going to read the book, you're going to sit and read it cover to cover for as long as it takes. 
mm-hmm. you know, in one sitting. You know, you might as well go ahead and get it done. Absolutely. You got to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, so it's always been that way. And, um, you know, for you, you, you kind of came to it gradually, uh, although maybe it was always there. Yeah. You know, you had to deal with it, but. It was always there. I, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, I've kind of, as I've gotten older, immersed myself more in the pop culture side of, of it. You know, the, the movies, the series, you know, sitting and watching a series, you know, on DVD from beginning to end. Right. You know, clicking, do you want to watch the next episode? Yes, on Netflix over and over and over again. You know, yeah. uh, that, that's more common as I, I've gotten older. Um, well, so- but I think it's always been there, that passion. Right. Uh, that we kind of talk about. Absolutely. So what is your, what are your, what are your, right now, your main sort of venues for your geek? Where is that, where is it coming out at now? What are you, what are you watching? Oh, what are gosh. you doing? Uh, I just rewatched uh, Firefly. We talked about that. I, uh, um, right. Uh, rewatched the whole series and, and the movie. Um, Doctor Who, I am totally hooked on Doctor Who. Um, great story about that. Uh, I got married to be a year in, in a couple weeks. Oh, uh, and, congratulations. Uh, when my – thank you. Uh, when my wife and I were were not yet dating, we were friends, I went over to her to her house and was hanging out, and I was not into this whole Doctor Who thing. And um, we, we had been hanging out for a little while. We weren't quite sure what we were. And I remember it's sort of the night we started dating, but she would not talk to me until the Doctor Who finale was over. So we just kind of sat watching Doctor Who, and then we started talking. And kind of that's the night that we considered we started dating. But it had to wait until after Doctor Who was over. After that, I've been hooked. Okay, I, I, um, I think you're kind of interesting. I think uh, I think there might be something, but I just cannot talk to you until the finale is over, and then and then we'll exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Doctor Who it, it has got me. Um, you know. Uh, 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 Game of Thrones uh, has got me right now uh, uh, hooked. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I, I've become kind of a TV junkie uh, lately, uh, watching more and more stuff, uh, really kind of absorbing it all. Um, Game of Thrones, I think they've done a really good job with. Uh, you know, one of the best things I've been doing this summer while everything's kind of in between seasons uh, is I got hooked on uh, the Nerdist podcast, hmm. uh, which has just been fantastic. Chris Hardwick, uh, if you're familiar with him, um, yes, just really good stuff and and right up our alley in terms of content and things like that. And so I've been going back and and downloading those, and I drive to the next town up, which is about 45 minutes, you know, once a week or so. Uh, and so I'm, you know, listening to that each and every way, and and. Going back through their archives, I just downloaded some stuff. His first Matt Smith interview and a couple other things like that uh, as we get ready for uh, Matt Smith to go off as the doctor. So, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And, and, and you all can't see this, but Brian is making obscure hand motions to the other person in the room with him, trying to be subtle. Yeah, I'm, he's leaving. He's you know, leaving. For, some reason, for some reason, mime does not work as well. On a podcast. I, I can't figure out where the Mime podcast is, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have 27 minutes of silence. And, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, maybe with maybe with some, and, and where, where's, I was like, maybe with some French where, recording music in the background. My passion. Um, <laughs> let's get out of it. So uh, always um, 
you know, science fiction. Yes, let's let's get out of the mimes and move to something else. Quickly, quickly. Um, people are hitting the pause button. On no. Um, so the uh, where I am with a lot of my uh, stuff is uh, one. I, I you know reading science fiction has always been important. Well, let me say since ninth grade, and I'll I'll tell you why. Like um, the uh, in our. Uh, Ninth grade honors English class, there was the ability to uh, pick. Like she, our teacher had about a dozen different books that we could read. And my friend who had gone through the year before went, Brian, no matter what, you have to do Fahrenheit 451 for your book report. And uh, so I can sort of date my yeah, yeah. love affair with science fiction to that moment. And thank you, Mr. Schweinsberg. You and, know, um, and were you distinctly science fiction or science fiction and fantasy? Fantasy came before. Fantasy came before, and that was always uh, okay. You know, uh, okay. sixth grade. So sixth were you grade were you hooked the on the Piers Anthony books too? No, no, Piers Anthony. Well, I did read. Yeah, no, not just that. Yes, I did read um, uh, a number of the uh, the myth book, myth ink books, right? Am I, yeah, that's right. Yep, that's yep. Piers Anthony, right? Little Myth Marker and yes. Yep. Uh, so I've read. I've is read that those. Piers Anthony, or is that? You know what? No. Now, yeah, now I'm thinking suddenly. Or is that no, Robert Asprin? That. That's a good question. Now is I'm, that Robert Asprin? Maybe. Oh, now we're gonna have to look and see. <laughs> You're gonna have to look that up because right now I can't. Uh, that is Robert Asprin. That is Robert. Asprin. That's Robert Asprin. Okay. Yeah. No, right. There so uh, Piers Anthony. No, not so much. I knew friends who read it and uh, and all, but no, that wasn't really. That wasn't my thing. It was things yeah. like you know Tolkien. Uh, I remember reading The Hobbit, <laughs> yeah. uh, seventh or eighth grade. No, before that, I read The Hobbit, and I remember in eighth grade uh, or so trying to start The Two Towers and failing. Uh-huh. Because uh, <laughs> that beginning is really, it's tough, tough slog in the beginning. But um, I had done The Chronicles of Narnia in sixth grade because a friend had pointed them out to me. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, yeah, lots of the fantasy stuff and... Uh, um, Dragonlance Chronicles and and all the stuff that sort of went along with Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and that all in uh, a lot of that stuff. So uh, fantasy game first, but then once I hit science fiction, I I kind of dropped the dropped all of the the fantasy, uh, with the exception of like Lord of the Rings, um, because for me then because yeah. then what I did is I I pretty much started um, after Ray Bradbury and Fahrenheit four fifty one. Which now I go back and I've, I mean I've read it several times since then. I missed a ton in ninth grade, um, and I should be you ashamed. <laughs> you know, uh, but we go back and read it again. I was like, oh my gosh, it was the Bible. I don't remember that, but you know, um, whoa. So Ray Bradbury was saying something there, but um, uh, that was re- one of my recent sermons though too. Um, but uh, anyway, then we we dealt with that. Uh, I, I started, I read um, Isaac Asimov, and there was nothing of his that I have ever not liked. I mean, for me, he is the man. And uh, um, I, I don't want to say that I've read everything he's written because I don't think that's possible. But um, he, he, is, he is phenomenal. Um, and then, I mean, I, that was all sort of my leading into why I, I ended up as a physics major in college and... Uh, 
uh, even worked on a PhD in uh, low temperature physics and acoustics. I mean, all based on sort of that love of the possibilities that exist in the questions and the what if process of science and where it has connected with science fiction. So, yeah. Uh, so a lot of science fiction and then, you know, comic books, um, and, uh, the, um, superhero stuff was always big, you know, um, I had a, I had a, a, a small, but I think respectable comic book collection. I didn't collect just everything. I, I was very selective <laughs> Ultimately sold it so I could buy a bicycle, but um, it's all right. It was better for me. So slowly working my way back to <laughs> a couple titles uh, that I think are really worth it. So, yeah. Uh, so that I mean, that's sort of where I am. And, you know, um, although I have also found that right now on the science fiction, the sci-fi channel, they're doing things like sci-fi reality TV. Um, or like yeah. competition, like Face Off, and I'm just enthralled uh-huh. by watching the people who make the stuff, like the costumes and uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, like professionally, and those who are sort of just amateurs and they're heroes of well, cosplay stuff. And then, then there are the sci-fi original movies like Sharknado and Ghost oh. Shark. Uh, David, <laughs> David, I, I we're gonna. Uh, this is a confessional moment. Uh, Father, forgive me. <laughs> For I have sinned, I have not yet seen Sharknado. And I, I feel horrible. I feel horrible that I They're have not, not seen it. Not as bad as you would feel if you actually watched it. It I know, is horrible. I do think I need to see <laughs> so it. Bad. I just think I need to see it. Just Yeah, yeah. I remember, I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember when Twitter, when it was on and Twitter was just like exploding. And maybe I don't need to see it because I experienced it vicariously through Twitter. Yes. That was perhaps even more amusing than the movie itself. I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, an interesting question for me is where do you – do you think of a way to ask this question. Do you have those moments when you are with the people you're ministering with and you just know there's a disconnect, that you are off in your geek world – and they just have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So, because uh, there are a couple of moments, and, and particularly it, it comes out a lot in my sermons. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, I have a couple. So there was one uh, Lent, uh, probably about, oh gosh, four or five years ago, that, um, and it's on my podcast, uh, but... Uh, where I compared and contrasted Superman and Batman for the opening like half of my sermon. <laughs> and the gist of it was Superman, he's untouchable. I mean, there's nothing that he does that is at all sort of leaves anything out the question. He's, he's too good. He's too alien. To our reality, to know that he will do anything but what he is supposed to. One dimensional. To. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. so there, and there's never a threat. Yeah. Batman, on the other hand, he is the dark and gritty. He is the you know, um, he is always living on the edge of becoming not a superhero but a vigilante. You know, the guy who takes law into his own hands, right? 
and it's so of course it's Lent. It's the first yeah. Sunday in Lent, it, and the text is the temptation of Jesus. You know, and I and so I I, I ran with that in the sense that right. you know, and in, in, in likened then Jesus to Batman, because Jesus is always living on the edge uh-huh. of that sense in the midst of his divine. It's not that he was untouchable. It's that he was very human and that he was in the midst of that and came into our midst and understands the temptations and yet still in the midst of that remains whole. So I have a, at the time I had a Tuesday morning Bible study and it was, it was the best Bible study ever because it was full of like the 70 year old ladies who asked all the great questions. And when I threw that out there, I went in the next time I went, okay, guys, did you understand any of that? And they went, no, Pastor Brian, <laughs> we didn't understand any of no, that. No, yeah. But we just hung on because we knew we'd get to a point where we could jump back in. And I was like, excellent. <laughs> they, they had known me well long enough at that point that we could get that worked out. But they were definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, I mean, from my physics background, I have another one where I talked about Schrodinger's cat. Same thing. Um, only about a third of the people... <laughs> in the in the room knew what that was and um oh well we we got it uh, yeah they again, yeah you know mine was was you know like like you you know i mean you don't get any more mainstream geek culture than batman and superman right yeah the princess bride ah. i'm doing a sermon and i'm talking about the princess bride and i can see the blank stairs start to roll through the pews as people start to tune out to the prince i thought this is really funny i'm tied in vincini no no <laughs> they weren't there unbelievable i mean yeah right i mean that's a that is the staple of sort of geek culture yeah and I would say mainstream culture. I mean, it's it's very mainstream. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are drawbacks. There are drawbacks uh, in the midst of that. Um, well, I think that's that's true. Anytime you bring in a cultural touch point, you're going to miss a portion of the population, whether right. it's sports or or politics or something on TV that you think everybody has seen. Someone isn't connected to it. Right. No, um, it is uh, definitely definitely a challenge uh, when uh, you throw that out there, and uh, that uh, we have some some issues. So, um, but you know, I mean, at the same time, I think it's nice when folks feel that they, there's a connection. Then, in some ways, they know that the people in the pews as in the ministry. They understand then that you're human, and you're going to have your own thing. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. Um, now, if you're doing it all the time, and they're constantly just it's it's you know you're unreachable. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. But um, I think one of the things that just help helps to open up. And like, oh yeah, he's a real human being with real interests, and that yeah. it's not then that. Our faith is something that is separate from our lives, but that our faith yeah. informs and we reflect yeah. upon things uh, and what it means for our faith uh, and how we make contacts and connections in the midst of that. So I think that's I think that's an important part of that and why that um, why it's important. 
awkward silence. Awkward silence. Well, we are geeks. I mean, that's what's supposed to be expected. So. It happens. Yes. But um, all right. But anyway, we are looking at time. Looking at the time here, and we are um, yeah up against sort of our time limit. And um, oh goodness, we have. Uh, well, all right. So before we go, uh, what was the geekiest thing you have done since we talked last? Um. Gosh, you know, I should have been ready for this question. You asked me this last time. And um, I am I am preparing a uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign for my ten year old and some of his friends. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I like it. Um, How about you? I, I think my, I think mine was probably my setup because I was not in Pittsburgh. My setup for watching Churchwide Assembly and following it at home. I did see uh, that. I which, did see that. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I had my computer wired into my big screen TV at home, and so I had my computer, my big screen TV, uh, uh, my iPad, and my phone. Also, I could keep up with Twitter and Facebook uh, and the live stream all at once. That was the day of, of the, the last vote of the election. I really had the whole thing going that last day. Uh, that was a good day to, to be uh, connected in like that because uh, – yeah. It was, and I'll say this: I suspect you had better audio than we had in the hall. <laughs> it was really pretty good. They did a great job. I, I was impressed. Uh, well, yeah, you were getting you were getting the feed directly from the mics, and of course, sitting in the yeah. hall, it was connect, It was coming out of the speakers, and so it uh, it uh, echoed and reverberated, not horribly, yeah. but it was a big convention hall. Is where we were at, so it was sure, but it was good. It was good. It was very interesting. So, well, that's very cool. Excellent. Very, very. And I guess I could say this too because I was tech support at uh, Churchwide Assembly. I was helping people with their iPads. So, that was I was ranking pretty high on the geek uh, meter there. I've, I've got to say that was a geeky Churchwide Assembly. Everybody with iPads. Indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. So. So excellent. Well, sir, um, I. Uh, time to sign off here and i i yeah. uh, hope that the uh, may the force and the lord be with you and all that stuff all right take care bye thank you for listening to this episode number two of church of the geek we would love to continue the conversation with you on twitter at geek church and facebook at facebook.com slash geek church follow us like us and get all of the latest updates Stay tuned, and next Friday we will have a special holiday edition of The Church of the Geek, where we will talk about our favorite geek toys of the season. Look forward to talking with you then. Geek be with you. (laughs) 